Previously on Tob Radio. The Queen rises to the top, the Intercontinental Champion. I get to call you Scooty Macho Man Cabbage. Demarcus Cousins. Cousin? Oh yeah. This week on Tob Radio. Is that one of those airports where the the TSA agent is the same guy who like loads your yeah. bag onto the plane? <laughs> yeah. He slings the football. <laughs> you about to hook me, huh? I have a protest to lodge. So sit back, crack open a cold one, and get ready for the old boys. All right, everybody, welcome to Tob Radio. We're the old boys. I'm Guido, along with Scoot. Yeah, yeah. And Johnson. Two weeks in a row for a while two, now. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks and we're back. Back, 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 boys. We're back. It's uh, it's 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 been a summer where we've been taking taking breaks, but we're gonna be back now to our regularly scheduled. It's summer pro- schedule. It's summertime. Yeah, it was summertime. Yeah, nothing, exciting, nothing really exciting happens in sports during the summer. There's only so much baseball we can talk about. I mean, really. <laughs> like, once you know, you, once you get done with the NBA and NHL finals, which you know we're hot on, you know, it's just of all course, yes. But football's speaking, coming around. Speaking of, can I just make one comment before you before yeah. you head into it? So today in traffic, and now you know I'm in North Carolina, right? And you know it is 2019. It is. And it is. in traffic in front of me, Scoot's going to appreciate this. There was a Hartford Whalers bumper uh, sticker on like nice. the car in front of me. Nice. Just caught my, like, it just caught my attention. You don't see That's like seeing a yeah. unicorn. You don't see that. It is like, you don't even feel, see that in Hartford. I mean, <laughs> that's true. No, you still go. You still go to the XL Center in Hartford. They still got the Whalers banners hanging. They're like waiting for him to come back. I used to, I used to love that logo. The Whalers were cool. They were cool. The H, they were definitely the H cool. inside the the whale's tail. Yeah, of the whaler. Yeah. Now, 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 Hartford's only professional team is the uh, what are they called the the goats the blue the goat, yard what goats the, the yard, yard goats. goats the yard professional goats. The what minor baseball league. minor league baseball oh 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 it's like a double A team. There was think, right? a brief, very brief, uh, fleeting moment. I think it was maybe ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight, where the um, the Patriots almost moved to Hartford. To Re- yeah, to Rentschler Field. They 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 purposely built oh Rentschler Field where it was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, you guys, so I've been. I've I went to go see a couple West Virginia games at Rentschler Field. It is a dump. It's so. First of all, it's on an old airport. It's at an old airport. They like the old Hartford Airport. They built this football stadium in, thinking that one day they may expand to get the Patriots there. Oh, I didn't know that. Tons of part, but you you go there. So I went to a game there in November. You go there. It is the coldest place on earth to tailgate because the <laughs> just wind, open field, just nothing. It's just around. a giant open field with like wind just whipping through it. Like people's tents are like pop up tents are flying everywhere. There's like shrapnel. It's like everybody's like dog. So it's so it's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I digress. I think it only holds uh, like 40,000 maybe at most. All bench, all bench seating, comfortable, nice metal bench seating. Yeah. So Scoot, that's close to home for you. But recently, you were not close to home, right? That is correct. I went on. I went on a little road trip. Uh, I went traveling down south. Solo. Solo. No. No kids. No wife. No kids. No wife. 
So Johnson, I for the for Johnson, the first question Johnson I have is how'd you pull that off? Yeah, like, first off, like, well, how do you make that happen? I'm gonna say this, and uh, my wife is not currently listening. Maybe she will later on. Um, it's almost. I mean, I like traveling. I almost mm-hmm. like traveling better with somebody though, because there's a lot of logistics that get me nervous when I travel. <laughs> like leaving knives in your bag. And I've done that getting... before. Yes. <laughs> so I always worry contraband about contraband in your back. Contraband in your. I backpack. worry about did I forget something? Did I screw something up? I'm always nervous about the check-in. Is my bag really forty pounds or less? I don't know. I I'm not weighing it. I think it never hurts when you're traveling to have that person like just as a double check. Yeah. Hey, you got your you got the boarding passes. Yeah. Hey, you, right. You know, do you have the confirmation number for the rental car? That kind of stuff. Yes. I had none of that. Okay. And I also okay. flew out of. Where um, were you going? Where were you heading? I was I was going to Florida to okay. uh, Sanford, Florida. All right, which is kind of like the redheaded, uh, no offense to redheads, stepchild of airports in Orlando. Well, so tell me, because I don't know where Sanford is. Like it is like northeast of Orlando. Okay, just northeast. Okay. So you didn't fly into Orlando's main airport. That is correct. Why? It. Uh, I mean, you're still allowed to do that when you're going you here, or at least you know how that uh, works. A little right? bit more cost effective. You, you, I was gonna say to your airport, your airport choices are, were very questionable. I don't understand. <laughs> it's very unusual. So I left from Huntington, West Virginia. Why? Which, which I didn't First even know. Of had all, why a commercial airport? Um, it, they had a, a good selection of time beverages, and dates. No, no, beverages? they did not. I can tell you this: they did not. They had vending machines. That's it. And, is that one and, of those? Is that one of those airports where the the TSA agent is the same guy who like loads your yes. bag onto the plane? <laughs> yes, there was, exactly. No, I was surprised. I was honestly surprised. I get there. Um, you walk but let in. Me, hold on. You're trying yes. to move past this, but I I think we need to just explore this quickly. Um, just real fast because of your the area that you're in. Yes. Like, scoot. No offense, but you have. You have a multitude of crappy airports to choose from. Why choose that particular crappy airport? Well, I and and it probably all evens out in the long run. But the cost for the the flight from Huntington to Florida was too good to pass up. Okay. Okay. It was like I'm just gonna have to. Go, I'm just gonna have to. Was go this a direct? Was this a yeah, direct, direct flight? flight? Direct flight. Forty. I didn't even know you could fly. I didn't even know you could fly direct from Huntington to anywhere. Are you yes. serious? Yes. You can't pass that up. Forty-seven dollars. This is weird. This is weird. That's a great price. Did you have to load your own luggage onto uh, the plane? No, but I did have to give the prop a tug. <laughs> so you and, went from and they also to give you like they give you a BT. leather hat and goggles <laughs> and a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> so you and call you Ace. Yeah. Ace. You. <laughs> you went to the B Team Orlando Airport, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, that's correct. The the JV. So you flew from a bad airport. You, yeah, you flew from a JV yeah. airport to, to, and landed at a okay, JV. Airport. So we can move on, but I still don't understand this. First of all, oh wait, I was sorry. I got to go back one more one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious as to like what is the clientele on a flight where yeah, it's forty five dollars right. to fly that's to well, Florida? Okay, yeah, so let's, 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 I, 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 I will get there real quick. I'll get there. But as you walk into this airport. It looks something like a 
I don't know, maybe like an armory. Like this nothing is Huntington. too spe- you know, spectacular, of course. This is like Huntington? A, yeah, Huntington. You you go in there. It's uh, old. There is a the most West Virginian type food establishment that you could possibly have. A Tudor's Wait. Biscuit World. <laughs> Tudor's Biscuit World, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but okay. you know what? That just made it better. And that's I'm the gonna only be honest establishment. If I can get a cat's head... Then I'm my I perked up a little bit. It's all before right. you get through screening, so once you get through screening, all they have is vending machines, which makes zero sense. Well, yeah, man, you got to take care chairs. of that before you go to. What do you want? Well, I mean, how about catering to the people that are actually doing the work here? Like, I'm the flyer. I'm the one. <laughs> like, who are we catering? We're catering to the people doing the pickups. You want to be catered to? Go to an airport that caters to people. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like. like I was ripped off. So I get there. Is this Frontier Airlines? This is. Uh, are we allowed to say the airline? I don't know. I don't know if you. No, know. I want to guess. I'm trying to guess. Horizon or like <laughs> Frontier. I'm trying to think of these weirdo like. Because you know, Frontier is one of. I feel like this is it's one not of those Frontier. where they're like, oh, you want. Uh, two engines. Well, that's going to cost you. Or you know, <laughs> hey, right. like, that's oh, the eighty-five dollar ticket. You wanted. A oh, seat. you wanted the pilot oh. and the co-pilot. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were just going to give you one. Um, so I get in there and I'm looking around. It wasn't too too full, and it starts to fill up. Now there's three gates, of course, only three gates. It starts to fill up, and um, a plane lands. Uh, the the air carrier that i was flying lands and it's one of those they don't have a tunnel you walk out you have to kind of go down the ramp outside the plane i mean it's it's as if the plane had crashed except for the inflatable ramp that they throw out there that's basically how you get in and out of this plane so (laughs) like it was like a clown car (laughs) <laughs> there was easily 140 plus people that got off the plane that uh, like they just kept coming they came they out the of back, like over overhead up, bins yeah. they came right. out of like, like under out of storage underneath. yeah they're like i mean they opened up a back door i never even seen a plane do that before but they opened up the back door and let people out <laughs> as well as the front there's no is there there's no jetway here. This is like you're walking up the stairs. You're on the yeah. Well, you're like on yeah, a ramp. Well, you're on the, the tarmac. Yeah, you're, tarmac. you're out on the tarmac, and then they wheel the stairs over. And you right, exactly the right. Yep. Um, in the meantime, while we're waiting for us to board, I feel like roughly, we're never getting away from the Huntington part of this story. Like there's enough just on this part of the story that we're never. Thirty five yeah, U.S. Air Force that. cargo planes landed in the meantime. Like <laughs> they just kept coming, and I didn't see any cargo get off. What? I don't know if it was like the same plane and it just would fly, land, fly, <laughs> land, fly. Like, but I, I. So it's not an efficient. It's not an efficient <laughs> airport. But still, going back to my question, Scoot, okay. Forty-five dollars. What? What's the clientele? Well, you've got. I some feel like elderly. this is not a this this is not a business flight. There's not a lot of Johnsons in their suits. No, 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 no. This is this is a getaway. This is a this is a getaway for multiple reasons. Maybe to see family. Maybe to avoid the police. Maybe because <laughs> of witness protection. Something like that. Um, there were some elderly, of course. So I get on this plane. Um, I, of course, when you fly solo, this is the other risk you run. Middle seat. Yes, I'm a middle seat. I'm in the middle seat. Uh, I've got a, (laughs) I've got two women on either side. However, one of the women, her boyfriend is across the aisle. 
So he asked if we could switch seats and I could have the aisle seat. Ooh. I, of course, oblige. However, yes. that put me next to two elderly ladies whose combined age was roughly a hundred and and I'm going to say a <laughs> hundred and ninety four because they were ancient. They were old. One of them started to cough. I thought she was going to die midway through the flight and I was going to have to do something. So anyways, we get you to Florida. The, the airline, the, the, the airline that it's charging less than a New York City taxi gets you to That's Florida. That's correct. I have actually gone <laughs> from two spots in Washington, D.C. I never left the city. And it cost me $44. So this is... I've ridden Ubers that cost more than, you know, yeah. around Boston. That kind of um, All right. So I get, to, I get to Florida. Things are great. Um, so I get my rental car. It, of course, is a step up from Fred Flintstone's um, vehicle where if I really had put my foot down hard, I probably would have put it through the floor. The um, Hyundai, you get a Hyundai Accent. Is it was what you a, got? a Nissan Sentra. No offense to Nissan Sentra users. Uh, they are very efficient, but very cheaply made. Those three so, cylinders, they don't go. <laughs> I, I get going. I'm now I'm supposed to meet some cousins um, in Daytona. So I'm going to drive from Orlando to Daytona. Uh, I get on Isn't my GPS. Isn't there an airport in Daytona? Yeah, well, I didn't Not for $45. Not for $45. So I. I get going. How far? How far is it from Daytona? Uh, it's to? like forty minutes, half hour, forty minutes. So how how much does this family like you, Scoot? I mean, they can't pick you up at the airport. Well, or? no, they they were coming from St. Augustine. This was a we, this is like a middle spot, a middle of the midway point. I feel like you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. On again, Augustine, whatever. On St. Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get there. Uh, well, before I even got there, I, I, I'm getting on my GPS to find the, the way, and it says, this is a toll road. I'm like, oh, man, I don't have any cash. I oh, yeah. Card, what no is it, cash. like Interstate 4 or whatever? And it wasn't four. even 4. It was like four, Florida 417 or some oh, jazz. Okay. So I'm like, oh, man. So I go so to you're a doing, gas station. you're doing like 52 in Top Gear in the Nissan Sentra, and then you find out you got to get toll money out. Yeah. So I stop at a gas station before I get to this toll road. And I get, you know, bills, because that's how they come. Not thinking that it would be, as I get onto this toll road, exact change only. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit there for roughly 37 minutes, waiting to figure out what do I do. If I back up, I don't want to get a ticket. I can't, you know, I'm trying to figure Is this out. Is it like a pitch your chain, your coins into the Yes, it's a throw anything? it in the basket, yes. And it's only coins. And there's no Dude. human. Oh, my gosh. This is drama. Like, what did so, you end up doing? I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I probably look hilarious on the video. Um, I see this out of the corner of my eye. It says, no change. Take one of these. It's like an envelope. I now have to mail a check to the state of Florida <laughs> for $1. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Why, why would you do that? I wouldn't even do that. Cause, because because when they charge my rental place, I'm going to be paying... <laughs> $25 or more for whatever it is. They'll probably That's throw them. ridiculous. So I, I get going, uh, visit, nice visit, come back the other way, going to my grandparents or my cousin, my aunt's house actually, on the other side of the state. Uh, as I'm driving, you know how they have those traffic alert signs to kind of warn you, you know, if there's construction up ahead or so many right. miles is so many minutes or whatever. It says eight miles ahead. 
left left three lanes blocked accident well guess how many lanes there are there's only three yeah there's no left three (laughs) lanes it's only three so the entire road is blocked eight miles ahead so my gps takes me on this alternate route i'm like okay could be some tolls I spent roughly twenty dollars in tolls. What? Yes, every time that's, you that's turn or, around. That, every time you drive through Orlando, man. Uh, John, I know every time you go to Orlando, you you ride the Disney, the Mickey Mobile. But uh, we like if you, you ever drive through Orlando, it's like toll hell. Like there, uh, you can't $1. go 50, anywhere. Dollar yeah, twenty five. Dollar <laughs> twenty five. There's like eight of them. They're every like eight minutes as you drive. Well, now, so did you? You finally made it there to see. I finally made it. I made or, it around or, midnight. Um, where to Daytona? You were heading. I went to Daytona, then I went back to Bradenton after Daytona. Because you—that's that's going from one side of Florida all the yes, way to the other. I went from like you, the complete did, opposite side. You know, my favorite thing about Florida is the last couple of times I've gone, and I'm driving. You see, especially in the in the West Coast where you were, Scoot. You see, you know, you have the Amber Alerts, like yeah. whenever there's oh, a yeah. missing silver, children. lots of silver, silver alerts, lots of silver alerts. So the first time I'm there, I'm like, oh, what's a, what's a silver folks. alert? Yeah. Old folks. There people. was one when I was driving. Yeah, yeah two thousand nine right. red Honda. Accord. The best is is they're all. It's all like it's all like a two thousand thirteen, and it's like silver alert. Two thousand thirteen white Toyota Camry. Well, like every old person in Florida right. drives white Toyota Camrys. There must be a billion white Toyota Camrys in Florida. This was a two thousand nine red Honda Accord. Yeah, <laughs> with, so roughly, with roughly with roughly six thousand miles on the odometer <laughs> is what it said. Uh, I gotta drive to CVS and back. Potentially, <laughs> if you if you see a McDonald's coffee in the console, <laughs> that's the car. Listen, don't go too hard on the McDonald's coffee. I like my yeah, one dollar coffee. Get, don't get Guido easy, riled up. Easy so. about my old man yeah. coffee. Right. Well, Scoot, I'm glad that you uh, you got uh, safely to and and uh, I'm assuming back because uh, you're here with back. us tonight. That is correct on your forty five dollar flight uh, to Orlando. It's good, but uh, listen, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll do a little bluff the fluffs right here on Cobb Radio. Welcome back to Tob Radio. I'm Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, check our website out, tobradio.com. It's 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 sort of like the hub. It's it's the place to find everything out about us. You can see our Twitter, you can see our Facebook, you can learn all those uh, you know, wonderful, cool things about Scooty and the and all the things that he does in his life and his talents. Twitter account. Yep. His hidden talents. And his links love of to cheese. all of links to cheese. all of the stuff we talk about. Right there. Yeah. So if you hear us, if you hear us say something like last week when we were talking about the cocaine toupee guy, you can find all the information there. Who doesn't love cheese? (laughs) Who doesn't love cocaine under a toupee either? Um, So, anyways, it's time for the top game show that we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. You guys are the two fluffs. I'm trying to bluff you, and uh, you guys are all tied up. I mean, Johnson, all tied up. Two weeks. Two weeks in a row, Johnson. I was, I was down. I was down by two. Scoot was feeling good, and uh, I'm on a run. Yeah, Canadian football and WWE. Who Johnson knew? just schooled you. Who Scoot. knew? Those are you two... are you worried? I feel like Scoot's on his heels. Like, well, are you a we worried seem to forget that uh, Johnson's father, 
uh, hails from Saskatchewan, and he was a WWE wrestler. So no, those two categories out. Yeah. are very close to Johnson, so that's probably why he did as well. Well, this week we're bringing it back down here to the United States. As many of you know, or maybe you talk, you, you talk about know. my family, you might get your anus stuckus. <laughs> you might get your anus stuckus. You better watch it. Um, <laughs> as many of you know, speaking of football, this week is Hall of Fame week for the NFL. They're doing uh, the Hall of Fame game on uh, Thursday night. You got okay. the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So this week's uh, Bluff the Fluff, all about NFL players that are somehow related to or something about the Hall of Fame. Okay. So it's a, All right. Kind of a straightforward sports NFL uh, NFL question. Uh, bluff the fluffs tonight. So it, it feels it should be very difficult easy. already. Should be very easy seeing as the NFL inducts roughly thirty five people every year right? into the Hall of yes. Fame. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Right. There's only like yes. six like million. A, <laughs> it's just like a cattle <laughs> thing. They just move cattle into you that thing. You get a yellow jacket. You get a yellow jacket. It's like Oprah giving out cars. That's why <laughs> yellow is fairly common color. That's why they did it. Otherwise, they, yeah. you know, it's like people painting barns. They painted them in red because red was the cheapest paint. <laughs> yellow must be the cheapest <laughs> fabric. So they just why they chose it. Oh, Scoot's winning over the NFL. Fan. I was gonna say. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, uh, before tonight's game, we had a completely and totally random flip of the coin, and Johnson came out on top again. So he gets to go first. Yeah, we did. He's yeah. So uh, first question. Eight to you. out of nine times. <laughs> <laughs> first questions to you, Johnson. Troy Aikman yes. had a memorable NFL career with the Dallas Cowboys from 1989 to 2000. Aikman competed his collegiate days. With which college team? Multiple choice here. Oh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, or Nebraska. Who did Troy Aikman play for in college? Scoot, first of all, can you can you remind us what Macho Man said last week about Troy Aikman? He said, <laughs> oh yeah, to be the best, you gotta be the best. He's the cream of the crop. What did you say know. about Troy Aikman? He said, he's not, not very tough. <laughs> he's not very tough. He's not exactly what he said. He's not so tough, he's is he? He's not so tough. Uh, so Troy Aikman, um, California boy, played his college ball at UCLA. That is correct. Good job. Johnson, I, that's a, I feel like so. I, I, feel I like can't Johnson, have Scoot stealing one right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, he's, he's very nervous. So Johnson comes up five to nothing, starts it off here. Scoot, one of the greatest running backs that ever played in the NFL was number 22, Emmett Smith of the Dallas Cowboys, three time Super Bowl champion. He holds a ton of records. He was a leading rusher most years uh, during his career, but he uh, did not finish his career as a cowboy. He spent his last two seasons with which team? The Patriots, the Broncos, the Cardinals, or the Bears? That's an easy one. Now, you did forget one of his accolades. I believe he won Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. He did. Um, uh, he did finish with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, very good. So he played two years with the Cardinals, and then he uh, signed a one-day contract and retired as a Dallas Cowboy. So there we go. Five to five right now. All tied up. You guys, I mean, I thought maybe some of these questions would be starting off here were a little tough. You guys are uh, proving that you're not, in the zone. you're not as dumb as you look. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Johnson, back to you. Uh, right. Famous Pittsburgh Steeler, Mean Joe Green, yeah. attended 
which of these colleges? Oh, boy. O- Ohio University, Texas A&M, North Texas State, or Granville State University? Uh, wow. So I, I don't know this, so I'm just going to try to talk my way into an answer here. The North Texas is called the Mean Green. Um, so did you just throw that in there to throw me off or, uh, I'm just asking the questions. I don't, I just ask the questions, sir. Um, and then you, so your other choices were Texas A&M, Ohio, and where? Granville State University. They're a D2 school. I don't like any of these choices. I'm going to go with North Texas. Uh, That's correct. Correct, sir. North Texas State is uh, is who he uh, who he played his collegiate days for. Ten nothing. Johnson continues. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back that score up. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I got five points, son. Oh, sorry, ten ten five. five. Yes, ten Ten five. five. I got it written down. Ten five. Yeah, sure. All right, here. I think I've I've been ripped off. All right, this is not. This is back. I want a Woody page. I want a Woody page. A little chalkboard behind you or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ten to five. Johnson is in the lead. This is not multiple choice. Scoot, you have to try to get this one on your own. Of course. When, when this person was at Navy, he won the Heisman Trophy as a junior. He also won two Super Bowls while playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Who is this? quarterback well that's a tough question however i know for the answer. no one i know the answer that is the admiral roger starbuck he slings the football <laughs> you about to hook me <laughs> he, huh? he slings the football around <laughs> yes correct <laughs> sorry right, 10 up guys all tied up johnson we are back to you. All right. This this quarterback led the Green Bay Packers to Super Bowl victories in Super Bowls number one and number two. Did you say Packers? Packers. <laughs> this um, Green Bay Packer. Yeah, I think he unfortunately recently uh, passed away. I think that's Bart Starr. That's correct. Correct. Bart Starr was uh, was the Packers quarterback for Super Bowls. One and two. So you guys are getting them all right. See, I'm making you guys look smart tonight. That's that was my goal for tonight. I didn't want you, you know. It's I didn't want tough. You guys look, it's tough, but you're doing it. Yeah, it's tough. Johnson's all right. uncle, while his father was a WWF star, Johnson's uncle, also in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall really? of Fame. Yes. Oh, really? He's one because of the three. Eight three thousand five hundred and seventy-two people that are in it. <laughs> he was like he was like the uh, all-star water boy for the Green Bay Packers. Like, it's almost Super Bowl as if you were to like create a player in a video game. They just give you like like five choices of faces because right. they all will look similar to somebody's face. <laughs> so you just pick the one that looks the most similar to you right. for your Man. plaque. Same thing. All right, here we go. Scooty, back to you. Johnson has the lead, fifteen to ten. This scoot question is for you. Who was the Chiefs' first round 13th pick overall in the 1997 draft? He played in Cal. He lettered in both football and baseball. Hmm. Played in Cal. Lettered in. Uh, well, interesting enough. Uh, some would want me to say the Nigerian nightmare, but I'm not going to say Christian Okoye. Uh, some 
would want me to go with Larry Fitzgerald, but he didn't go to Cal. I happened to see this this young fellow play in a NCAA tournament in Syracuse, New York. That is one Tony Gonzalez, the tight end. Yeah, very good. I thought that was going to be a tough one too. Man, you guys, impressive, impressive football knowledge. All right, Johnson, back to you. We're all, all right. tied at 15. Let's do this. Champ Bailey is being inducted to the Hall of Fame this week. He played the majority of career of his career for Denver, but what team was he drafted in the first round for in 1999? What team drafted him? Uh, so I seem to remember him coming out of Georgia to the Washington Redskins. That's correct. Good job. Good job. Man, geniuses. Geniuses, I tell you. Scoot, we are back to you. Uh, this football player was instrumental in popularizing modern-day football, especially the quarterback position. Number 19, Johnny Unitas, played the majority of career his career for the Baltimore Colts, including winning three NFL championships and a Super Bowl, along with four MVP awards. But believe it or not, Unitas did not finish his career as a Baltimore Colt. What NFL team did Johnny Unitas play for in his last season multiple choice here okay good you got the rams you got the oilers the green bay packers or the san diego chargers that's a tough question uh johnny unitas known for wearing the high tops um peyton uh manning wanted to wear the high tops and he got shot down by the nfl in honor of johnny unitas um, this is just me trying to ramble until I come up with a guess. <laughs> Delay <laughs> tactic. Is, uh, I'm going to say the San Diego Chargers. That is correct. Oh, my he gosh. His that was a total guess. career in uh, San Diego su- for the San Diego Superchargers. San Diego Superchargers. So you guys are tied 20 to 20. One question left apiece. And then the final bluff. This is a, this is a good one this week, guys crazy you guys are keeping it tight haven't missed a question yet so this 2019 inductee gained most of his fame by playing for the new england patriots when he was drafted in 1994 who was the head coach who drafted him for the new england patriots um so i'm not sure who you're talking about it would be somebody like troy brown i think but um the coach at the time would have been Bill Parcells. That is correct. Bill Parcells drafted this player, which is Ty Law. Oh, Ty Law. 1994. All right, Scoot. Johnson's got a 25 to 20 lead, but this is your final question, and then we're on to final bluff. This 2019 inductee, Ed Reed, was a collegiate roommate with Reggie Wayne. And not only does he still hold the record for interceptions at this school, but he also won a championship in Javelin for this Big East Conference powerhouse. Okay, well, I know that this was before um, Reggie Wayne. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Marvin Harrison. I was thinking about Marvin Harrison. And I know Marvin Harrison got into some gun trouble, but he would be very likely to wear a gigantic chain that has a u around his neck that's right it's the university of miami boom i was that's trying to get correct i was trying to get johnson to think i was going to go down the wrong path and get him excited softball that's softball correct. 
softball. I do. Softball. I love that. All read. right, guys. I love that. Read. So, good so here we go. We went through all of the bluff the fluff questions for the first time in bluff the fluff history. Both of you got all of your questions, right? Good job. We, we go into Same the final bluff tied 25 a piece. It's a winner take all question here. So I have, I have a, I have a protest to lodge. Okay. Oh, just protest to lodge. Okay. Um, you have to finish the question before Scoot starts his honks. Uh, okay. I have a protest also to lodge. <laughs> uh, in order yes, to Scoot. in order to lodge a protest, shouldn't the question be asked first, and then you can protest after the no, question? No, you can't I'm protest getting, something before the I actual question. I already know what you're going to do. Is he protesting do, before a protest is worthy? You do uh, this. I have. I have to finish the question before you're, you can. You're a consistent early honker. I've okay. got seven of them, but oh. I go off the first honk. Yes. And you're in all in all you fairness, know he goes off the first. I honk. go off the first honk, so that's not right. the code. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But so listen, uh, you have to guys have to honk in. So scoot your honk <laughs> is <laughs> honk 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 honk. <laughs> and Johnson, you uh your your buzzer noises. Meep, meep. All right. <laughs> uh, honking. I like how Scoot has to honk in for it. I should make him honking for every question. <laughs> this right. podcast would be an hour and a half long. All right, anyways, final bluff. Here we go, guys. Ready? Get ready. Get your honks, get your honks primed. Here we go. There are six players being inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame this week. Tony Gonzalez. Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, Kevin Maway, and Johnny Robinson be, they, that are being inducted this year. Which one of these players was not a first-round draft pick? Meep, meep. Johnson for the win. You want to hear the names again? Yes. <laughs> That's a stall. I'll give him a, I'll give him a little stall here. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Ty Law. Kevin Maway, Johnny Robinson. Which one was not a first-round draft pick? All of them but one were first-round draft picks. I don't believe that Tony Gonzalez was a first-round draft pick. That is incorrect, Scoot. Okay. You can win it all. I've narrowed it down to two, to two people. Um... I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. I'm pretty sure Ed Reed was. Champ Bailey, I believe, was. Um, I think Mawe was. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Johnny Robinson. Incorrect. I thought that All was right. right. So here we go, guys. We've narrowed it down, so we know that Johnny Robinson is off the list, and you said Gonzalez, right? You said Tony right, Gonzalez. Right, I said Tony Gonzalez. So that leaves us with Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, and Kevin Maway. Johnson, back to you for the win. All right, so Maway, who's left? Maway, Bailey. Maway, Bailey, Law, and Ed Reed. Gosh, sorry for the dead air there, but I'm just trying to think <laughs> through. I'm going to go with Maway. Correct answer. Kevin Mawe was a second round draft pick for the Seattle Seahawks, and, uh, and he played for LSU in, in college. You are correct. Johnson, congratulations. You have now taken 
the official lead of Bluff the Fluffs. It's cute. That's with this fifty to twenty five win. I'm on a run. You need a timeout. Three oh run for Johnson. Scoot I would needs know to be these answers if my uncle was in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Scoot needs to be doing some studying. He needs to be doing some studying is what I'm just saying. Next week could be tough. I mean, who knows? Who knows what Buff the Fluff could be next week? It you could know, be Chick Fil A. Next be. week could be. You know what it needs to be. You're in trouble. We are not going to do any Saved by the Bell. It needs to they're, be Saved by the Bell. They were not do doing the right thing. The <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> we uh, we're no, we're keeping it. We're keeping it real here. No Saved by the Bell. Excuse so it congrats. has to be topical topics. Topical. It has to be topical. It has to be what's happening. Something that happened in that week. I, I, why isn't the NFL uh, Hall of Fame? As popular as, as because there's too many people in there, there's a million people. Like, and you don't know. And the problem is, is like everybody knows the quarterbacks, but like you don't really know the line. I have no idea who Johnny Robinson is. Never heard of him. Yeah, he played back in the '60s, but yeah, exactly. Never heard of him. Who who's going to be going? I mean, other than his family, who's going to be like, man, I can't (laughs) wait to see Johnny Robinson get in. There's nobody. Now, I will argue that baseball is getting even a little bit more too permissive i think so too you're letting, uh, starting to let too many people i in. think it's got to be i think they should have like maybe no more than two a year yeah i like it but it's still a good question i for as much as we love football i don't know why we don't really get as um excited about the pro football hall of fame as we do baseball I tell me it's, tell me who the last uh class for the nba was into the nba I, hall could, of fame. I couldn't tell you at all I know I've actually I've actually eaten in the same building as the NBA Hall of Fame. It's in Springfield, Massachusetts, not two hours from me. And uh, I ate at a restaurant that's in that building. Didn't go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like that's I don't terrible. even had a nice burger place. There. I couldn't even tell you who retired last year. Like <laughs> in every other sport, you can kind of say, "Oh, this is this guy's last year. This guy's retiring." Name three basketball players that retired from this past <laughs> NBA season. Johnson, yeah, I'm not and, sure. And yeah, you need yeah. a pa- and you need a passport to go to the NHL Hall of Fame. I so, couldn't yeah. do it. I mean, all right. Well, listen. Another great week of Bluff the Fluffs. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna be a little bit of Homer. We're gonna be doing some Homer talking. We're gonna talk about the, some West Virginia Mountaineers kind of talk here. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stay right here on Tob Radio. All right, welcome back to Top Radio. Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, find us on the Twitter. I'm at Tob Guido. Scoot's at Tob Scoot. And Johnson is at Tob Johnson. Johnson. Blah, 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 blah. Johnson Johnson's at Tob Johnson. And those are zeros, not O's. So make sure you use zeros for that, uh, folks. So um, not one to really want to talk about other podcasts out there. But recently, we're the three of us are very big West Virginia University athletics fans. We talk a lot about it. We try not to talk too much about it on this podcast, but I feel like this week we have to. Uh, another another podcast out there uh, called Three Guys Before the Game. Three yes. Guys Waiting for a Game. No, before the game. I think it's before the game. And yeah, okay. They often only have two guys. And they usually only have two guys, so there's usually not a third guy. Um, and sometimes that third guy is Nate Adrian, and he might be overseas, caught, I think, right now. Or eating a sandwich. Um, so, anyways, 
so Tony Caridi, who's the voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers, uh, kind of hosts the show. And who this, we love. Who we love. We love Tony. And um, this week was like super interesting, or the last week's podcast technically was super interesting because they actually interviewed Rich Rodriguez. So for those of you who are not West Virginia University fans, just a quick, quick, and you don't follow college football and you've had your head under a rock. Uh, for the past 10 years, Rich Rodriguez left WVU as their head coach, almost took him to a national championship, tanked a game uh, right before the end of the season, uh, left 15 days later and went to uh, Michigan, where he pretty much fell apart there. That was and, all the December of 2007. He immediately yeah. went to Michigan for the 08 season. I think three seasons later, they yep. They parted ways with him. Right. Um, I think he had a bit of a hiatus, and then he landed at they Arizona. They parted ways with him for Brady Hoke. Yeah. And if, they, you, yeah. if you recall, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyways, this po- it, was, it was really the first time that I think Rich Rod has uh, spoken to the, the fans of WVU Sports directly uh, since all of that went down 12 12- 12 years ago is that correct i mean has it yeah i mean that's right if we're saying 2007 that's when all that went down you know the end of the year and i think you know what the other thing i thought we're going to get into it here but the first thing good good on him for making himself available i think it's like a vacation time yeah um in his schedule and they just reached out to him and he came on the show i think that's pretty you know it's pretty cool he didn't have to do that he didn't have to kind of open some of that up i'm sure he enjoys not talking about that stuff but right, right. um but it was well, it was good I, and it was interesting to listen to too and i will say that i i had wished listening to the podcast that they had gone i feel like they pulled their punches a little bit when it came to the 07 uh you know the whole oh no you're right they i thought so too they were friendly about well, it. you know they, they, they did because really... they were friends that's the other side of the only reason why rich rodriguez is on there is because he must have had a pretty good relationship with tony caridi and brad howe no that, sure but that, i'm just saying know, and maybe he, they, they still could have asked them some they didn't even really scrape the surface. Well, and they kind like. of, and they, and I feel like there was that point where they, they were like, "Well, are you sad? That, are you, do you, are you upset? How it went down and whatever." And I think it was kind of like a softball question because what's he going to say? Uh, no, I'm glad I didn't have the press conference in West Virginia. I'm glad that I didn't. You know, I mean, of course he's going to be like, "Oh, I wish I'd handled it differently," because he knows the people of West Virginia were ready to like if if they if he was still around, light his hair on fire. But. Um, well, well, can we can we also say though just to back up a sec, maybe because the they they covered a few things in the podcast. The first of which was they introduced him as uh, the what offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. So that's correct. Can yeah. I just say that I didn't know he was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss? Yeah. So he took that job. I remember he took the job back in December. I think. Yeah. yeah he, he took that before job Christmas. after the. Yeah, right before Christmas, after the Ole Miss did make any bowls. Um, well, how long that. after he left Arizona? So Over that's a whole a year. year. So yeah, so he left. Oh. He was fired from Arizona like January of 2018, and he took this job in December of 2018. And and I just thought it was, and he still and he still 
Like, there's still all of this litigation lawsuit That's stuff. That's what I thought. Going on with the Arizona stuff where, you know, the reports of, you know, verbal abuse and all of this other stuff that, I mean, Which there was another they, lawsuit that was just filed the other day against him. Yeah, and they didn't touch on any of that stuff. So no, they didn't even they talk didn't, about Arizona. They didn't talk about Arizona they at didn't, all. They just deleted that from his history here. Yeah, so. like, it didn't happen. I will say this. Um listening to him talk when he was kind of reminiscing about um getting getting established in West Virginia and you know taking over for Don Nealon and and all of that there's a lot of him that kind of reminds me in a in a good way of the current head coach Neil Brown there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of talk the same kind of same kind of sentiment about understanding who who he's coaching and what state he's in and some of that kind of stuff and, and and I know Neil Brown is not a native West Virginian but I think Neil Brown from at least everything I've seen he seems to get the people of West Virginia yeah and, I and, think he gets it and I yeah. think well, Rich does and he's too. definitely and he's definitely from the region I mean it's right. that he's from Neil Brown's from Kentucky it's it's definitely you know he gets the people of that region uh, I think more so than Holgerson. Oh, Holgerson did. didn't get anything. He, no, Holgerson didn't get it all. Anything. <laughs> no. Um, I think I, you know, I think that, and it was interesting. I mean, I think the things that he was that they were the hardest on him about were like when they were on on him about the fact that they started that season that he started Benaric over Pat White. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That's funny. That he, actually, he razzed him a little bit about that. But yeah, I thought they pulled their punches a little bit on the whole like you know, pit loss and leaving and not having the press conference and the whole, you remember, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but the whole, like everybody was tracking the plane, leaving Morgantown. <laughs> you remember right. that? Everybody was like questions about him. Uh, destroying files. Didn't he take files y and destroy? Yeah. Files? There was like, well, that's all hearsay. I think yeah, I don't know. I don't alleged. Know yeah. Alleged. And they didn't talk any about, you know, the whole buyout lawsuit fiasco. But I think, like, like you said, I mean, what are they, um, hey, come on the show, and then they attack him. So yeah, obviously right. that's not going to happen. And but I'm sure I, Tony but I said, thought it, yeah. it did make me grin while I was listening to it. They just kind of, like, you know, they, they really didn't talk any, any tough questions. They let him reminisce. They let him admit to some regrets. They let him, um, and he told them, I'd rather focus on the positive stuff, and they certainly let him do that. Right. Well, and I feel like it's so hard, like, as a fan, because – that that whole in that whole you know him leaving was such a gut punch i think to so many of us and i mean at least uh, aside from that 1988 team uh you know there was never a dynasty build like we had those couple of years with you know pat white and and steve slayton and and that whole team, you know, and I think that that for us, it was a big gut punch because there, there could have been a better future. I, that, that program was building momentum where well, I think and we, I, we lost that. I totally, I totally agree. And I think so. I think the other thing too, is a lot of people would, would probably react to that. You know, if you're a graduate of another uh, school or a fan of another team, you'd probably have the quick reaction of, you know, wow, move, move that's 12 years ago, move on. But I think, 
like you're saying, we're smart enough to know those chances just don't come along. So but I think with that's, that, but, but I think with that's that, why that stings so many yeah, years later. But, but with that said, I feel like there's so many West Virginia fans right now that if you said, hey, Rich Rodriguez is back as our head coach, they'd all be elated, like, you know, doing backflips and forget all well, of that. Yeah, because they want to be they want to be back there. They want to. They but wanna, that's yeah. I don't that's know. Never, that's never gonna happen. I don't know that his style of play now translates to like where they are right now. Like, I, I think Rich Rod in the Big Twelve. I don't think it. I don't think it's. I don't think it translates to where college football yeah, is right I, now. I don't either. I think it's. It was a a time and a place, and it was cool because they took advantage and were innovative at the time. I think. I actually think people have already kind of cycled through all that scoot. If that's what you're, I think that's where you were going. I mean, there's so many teams have already cycled all the way through that and decided to move on to other, you know, other, I I would argue that you're almost more likely to get the, the big 10 big line kind of pro style quarterback. I think that that's almost cycling Uh, back. I'm anxious to see if he tries to do some like RPO stuff with, you know, Ole Miss in the SEC and how, you know, some of that, how that translates in that, in that uh, conference. But I think the most interesting thing to me was the comment that he made that the reason or the main reason behind his decision to leave West Virginia was that he thought that going to Michigan, he had a better chance to win a national championship and that he was, he felt guilty. Like he left West Virginia because he felt guilty that he was asking the people of West Virginia to give more and more money to a program to help build it, and and he, and he knows that. And I mean, it almost came off like in a smug sort of way that he was like, "I know that West Virginia is poor. All the people in West Virginia are poor, and they don't want to give money. They they need to be spending their money more on groceries and medical bills, well, and not." That's is, how it came off to is me. It not it a was, little. It was the an word ironic comment. that I want to use. You, he thought the best chance for him to win a national championship was to leave West Virginia and go to Michigan when the best chance he had to win a national championship was to beat Pitt in 2007. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, right. Like a month earlier than what he just, you know, his statement for leaving. Yeah, so, I, I still, exactly. I, I still to this day, I just get mad at the fans. Like you know, Tony Cree had said the the reason that they had invited mm-hmm. Rich Rod on mm-hmm. was because they put out a poll on Twitter about you know who is the one past Mountaineer person that you would most like to have them interview, and like Rich Rod by, was leaps and bounds higher than everybody else, which I get. But you know, I feel like the the fans of West Virginia, like uh, completely off their rocker, just are like want him to come back and forget about. I would, you know, I'm surprised. The, Ford the Dagger was number two. <laughs> Ford Childress was number two. Ford Childress was number was two. Was his shoulder really separated? Was it a torn pectoral? What what really did happen to Ford Childress? Uh, I had voted for Bo Orlando. I really wanted to. I wanted to hear what uh, what Bo's doing now. But not the, to the uh, other Bo. But not to open a whole can of worms, because I feel like we could spend, the three of us could spend 30 minutes talking about this topic easy, but I Mm. think there are, you know, there's a whole camp of people that, they go to the extremes, right? There, There's the camp of people you're talking about that love Rich Rod, they want him, if he would come back tomorrow, they'd still take him. There's the other camp that hold true to the fact that without Pat White, he wouldn't have won any games, and they, and they they look back on that like, well, if he didn't have these one or two people, but 
I've always looked at that camp of like, well, of course, I mean, but that's why he recruited those guys. And that's why he put them in this like, okay, he didn't start Pat white immediately, but he had the foresight to put him in there and see the potential at the position and the scheme and everything. I get it. I think I, I would lean toward the side that Pat white and Steve Slayton and Owen Schmidt were way more important to the program than rich Rodriguez. Only in the well, sense I, that I you've got you know, fast forward to the bowl game, you've got uh, like kind of like a last second interim Bill Stewart fill in. He gives probably one of the more passionate speeches. It's by far the most famous speech oh, yeah. in yeah. West Virginia football history. Come on, and everyone knows that without a doubt. They're not supposed to win that game. Nobody thinks they're going to win that game. And then what do they do? They go out and win that game. You know, and it's because of those guys, because of Owen Schmidt and, and those guys, right? No, I agree. But if you think about that time, I still have the Sports Illustrated cover framed on my wall. On the the wall. Um, (laughs) You you know, those were just wonderful years. Those guys became like rock stars to us. They were fun to watch. You went into the games confident. I mean, I walked around during football season, you know, just uh, like it was the most wonderful time of the year. So those are always be great years to me. I hate how it ended, but it also feels like the most West Virginia story ever because I feel like we can never enjoy anything without having yeah. a tinge uh, of we're the we're the you know, Mets of, of we're the Mets of college football. We are we are the Mets. I think of you, your short term memory is not so good. Did you watch the college baseball season? Did you watch where they were up ten to seven and then lost? Yeah, watch but that. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, that's it's part the of West, being, West Virginia. You just that proved might my be point. that might be yeah. the more West. I think that was more West Virginia than. I mean, but it, it's just Adam. We could make it's, a list. It's, it's Do you Deshaun, want to sit here? It's Deshaun and, Butler. It's Deshaun Butler yeah, getting hurt in the Duke game out in, in the, the first four. four. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's it's Major Harris separating his shoulder in the first series of the Fiesta Bowl. It's, absolutely. Come on, we can make a list. It's of course that's what happened. My dad, when when we were in that baseball game, you're talking about. My dad looked at me and said, "They're going to lose this," and sure enough, this guy hits a grand it, slam. It, it, I mean, and why do we do it? Why do we keep yeah, coming back? Why do we do why, it? Why do we do it? I've stood at basketball games when we have a five point lead and there's under like 20 seconds and no one leaves the building because you're not sure what's going to happen. Well, I, I, mean, I think, I've, you know, it's ridiculous. You sit there and, you know, you see and, and like and, and we'll talk real quickly about TBT, that that basketball thing that just happened where West Virginia had that uh, alumni team with John Flowers and all of this. You should have seen the amount of golden blue that was in that call that stadium in Richmond, that basketball. It was there's crazy. a lot of things going on. So Johnson got his undergrad there okay wvu and and obviously grew up in the state probably a big fan i mean johnson would you agree though that where you grew up in west virginia it's very possible you could have been a maryland fan or or oh i could have and there were people right my there were neighbors that were virginia and maryland fans right so i'm gonna tell you that that you know you two both went to. I I am what a true West Virginia University fan is because the oh, two of you. The, no, 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 no. And I'm not saying that you're not true fans. I'm just saying that the two. I I probably embody the vast majority of West Virginia University fans and the fact that I did not attend, even though I got a scholarship. I did not attend West Virginia University at all. Didn't go to any undergrad or graduate degrees there. But still, I'm a diehard fan. I grew up ten miles south of the college, but. 
it's because it was the only like we don't have professional teams in West Virginia. It was the only thing you had. It was the only thing that was the closest to a professional team, which is why it's so big, because there's, you know, one point four million people in the state of West Virginia. There's, you know, three hundred thousand of them have, you know, some sort of brain aneurysm that makes them like Marshall. And then the rest of them are normal humans and like West Virginia University. Here's the and, here's the funny thing is I'm I'm sort of still the outsider. Right. Uh, although I do have a graduate degree from WVU. Um, when Guido started to talk about why he felt he was a West Virginia fan, a diehard West Virginia fan, Johnson, in true West Virginia fan uh, spirit, <laughs> said, oh, boy, here we go. Like, because he's already he's already building up his like he's already ready to discredit whatever. And I'll tell, and I'll about tell you something say. else. I, I'll, I'll add since we're since we're all the way down the track here, we're. You know, I grew up in Martinsburg in the eastern panhandle between Maryland and Virginia. And actually, Guido, I would contend if you ever go over there, uh, aside from just being weird people that live in the eastern panhandle, (laughs) they're feisty about the Mountaineers because they have to hear it from (laughs) the rest of us (laughs) from who's, you know, they they have they're in they're kind of like right in between enemy territory. So I, I feel like we I'm, grew I'm, up pretty feisty Mountaineer fans. As a Mary, as a Marion County guy, I'm a little I'm a I'm a little insulated is what you're saying. I was insulated from all that. And see, I, I, just, I, feel, I just was I raised to like, hate Pitt and that was it. Yeah. Well, I'm I in a weird totally spot because that, I'm not a native West Virginian. No. However, um, I'm getting close to eclipsing both of your lives Very much in so. West Virginia. Yeah. Because yeah, I have lived in there. West Virginia now since, well, off and on since '97. Technically, since 2003. You, you probably you probably have eclipsed me. So yeah, that's crazy. But Guido, I will say so. Aside, you talk pit; they will always be the evil emperor, right? Right. But there's the axis of evil that I refer to, um, <laughs> which it is not North Korea and Iran and. Um, Oh my gosh! Who was the third in the axis of evil? I'll think about so that. Who later. your axis of evil? But Pitt, the, the Pitt, Penn State, Penn State, Mar- Maryland, Maryland. Yeah, axis of evil. The axis of evil. Yeah, absolutely. Because my dad will tell you, like when I was a kid, my dad will tell you some of the best wins were over Boomer Esiason's Terrapins. You know, that's yeah. how much they hate. Well, I think, I, I think some, I think to be honest with you, I they know people hated Pitt. You know, that was always a huge rivalry to this day. And you know what I'm going to say that realignment has screwed that all up, but how oh, many yeah. seasons did you hear the trope of Maryland's usually game three on the schedule? And it was like, well, if, winning the Maryland game was like a litmus test on how the season was going to go. I always used to get a kick out of that. It was, that was always your litmus test on, well, if they beat Maryland, then we're going to have a pretty good season. Well, and I, and I'll, and I'll tell you that. I, I mean, I think that even though I know that Pitt the backyard brawl, huge, I think that some <laughs> of those Trump of you, I, huge, I've, huge, huge, huge. I think that some of those Penn state games, you know, especially that 88 game, um, like some of those Penn State games were just amazing. You and know? so, scoot to your list. 1992, we played Penn State for the last time. It rained like cats and dogs. Penn State was pretty decent that uh-huh. we played them in Morgantown. We've driven the field fourth quarter. You can just see it. You can taste it. It's there. for The victory is for the taking. They hand the ball off to the fullback. He does a dive 
fumbles at the goal line, Penn State recovers, we lose the game. I mean, so it, we, it's so West Virginia. It's it fit. We could build a list. Yeah, we could yeah. build a list of we're gonna yeah. reach greatness, and oh, there it went. I don't know. Well, anyway, so I thought if you get a chance, listen, uh, listen to uh, three men uh, in a baby podcast. I mean, three men before the game podcast uh, and he, listen to the Rich Rod episode. Pretty interesting to hear them talk about it. And uh, stay tuned to us. We might have some big announcements coming up here in the coming weeks about uh, maybe how we relate to uh, West Virginia University. So, you know, you better just uh, keep your ears on for that. One. So anyways, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with everybody's favorite segment. Hashtag open segment right here on Tob Radio. All right, welcome back. Top Radio. I'm Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Hashtag open segment right here on Top Radio. Brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Tactical Legion Knives. They're they're cut above the rest, right, Scoot? That's right. That's right. That is right. <laughs> um, so anyways, Scoot, what do you got for us this week on open segment? All right. Well, um, you both are are big fans of music. Yeah, I like. I yeah, like that's music. right. I love now, that. Right. Let me ask you guys this, I, Johnson. You are not the owner of the business in which you work, but um, sadly, no. But you are connected with your coworkers and emails and things of that sort. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, Guido, you are the owner. Correct. Um, but now, when you when you are interacting with your your coworkers or um, or employees. Is it email? Is it is it text driven? A L- little bit of both. We have a okay. text chain, and then there's some emails. Yeah. Well, um, when you do, you ever send any kind of uplifting messages? Like you know, we well. So uh, I pers- personally, I listen. I I have somebody that does that for me. Excuse me. I have somebody. Oh, that your that handler. <laughs> My uh, our our admin person in our office sends out a what we like to call a thought of the day, which is usually like an up- uplifting comment Aww. that she sends okay. out every day to everybody that's nice that, that's um, do you give her any online. direction on that do you tell her yeah yeah we give her some direction we tell her you know pick this one you know here's what we're looking for here's a good website to look at yeah right okay okay um do you ever uh with with your with your music do you do you ever use music for inspiration no there's no there's no music of inspiration involved okay well in iowa the okay. um the Department of Human Services Director, a guy named Jerry Foxhoven, okay, okay uh, would routinely send messages to employees. Okay. Right. And, okay. um, he were they would, inspirational? They were inspirational. Uh, he often would um, include quotes. Accompany them with music? Music and lyrics from his favorite artist, Tupac Shakur. <laughs> in Iowa, yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if you guys know this. Of, we are huge in Iowa too. He like, sent top we radio. Are, we are big in. Iowa. We are big in Iowa right now. He sent uh, last month. He sent an email to forty three hundred agency employ- employees. <laughs> this is a state um, worker. This is a state a yes. state a manager of people at a state level. Okay. Um. He sent them an email. He he got fired. For the email. Oh no. oh, no. He often would host Tupac Fridays <laughs> and would play 
Tupac music in his office. What? He would sometimes trade lyrics with the employees. And he marked his own 65th birthday with Shakur-themed cookies. 65th? Yes, he's 66. 65th. Including one decorated with the words Thug Life. (laughs) Well... Can we get an? Do you have an example of one of the motivational messages? Uh, I uh, let's see. He told colleagues he was inspired by lyrics that included, and I quote, "It's time for us as people to start making some changes." Because I believe and he did he so, not do a remake of uh, um, that Bruce Hornsby track. Yeah, right. Well, what and, did he get fired for though? Because that's not bad. That's uh, actually I believe motivational. He was told to stop. I believe he was told to stop, and he continued to send out the two-box stuff. Okay. Um, Because, you know, that right there, folks, is is what a Tupac... Huge Tupac fan. Looks is like that him? That is. I'm showing a picture the, right now to Johnson. Oh Scoosh. Agency released 350 out. pages of emails with the words Tupac or Tupac sent to and from <laughs> Foxhoven during his two-year tenure. Only two years. <laughs> in response to an AP request, they show that Foxhoven marked the anniversary of Shakur's death, shared one of his lyrics about love on Valentine's Day, and used the rapper's image to try to improve the agency's culture. I none of this makes yeah. any sense. To me. <laughs> and and just for the fact that he is a 65-year-old white-haired really white dude that's doing it. Yeah, it's just none of it. I mean, you know what? Good for him. I I actually I think it's pretty cool that I mean, he he liked that. He was obviously a fan, but obviously so smitten that he had to like bring it in every day into his work life i guess thug work life became thug thug life life. his thug work life how crazy is that that is that is insane i mean considering he was a social services director like he uh i don't know that's so scoot let me ask you though if you were going to to kind of reveal your inner foxhoven and and do this in your work life let's say uh you are you are a manager scoot you manage a lot of people like you could easily you could easily easily have two buck fridays you You could you could have two buck fridays you could leverage i also think you would be fired pretty quickly for that you would you could you could leverage the intercom system at your workplace i feel like pretty creatively so who foxhoven's was tupac who would your who would yours that would be? be tough that's a tough one um uh, it is tough like i'm thinking for myself as well but are you, are you thinking for yourself or are you thinking to pander to your to your to my your people audience yeah to your people because i mean screw, let's be honest uh what i would say 90 percent of your co-workers are female you are that's correct what one of very you're very you know well, now so, you're taking it in a direction like, I hadn't thought about, but I guess you, you're, you, you're marketing. You Jimmy, I believe now. I would have, Jimmy, I would have to go with <laughs> your Whitney, marketing the late, great bit. Whitney Houston. Yeah, so yeah. I believe the children are our future. Teach yeah. them well and let them lead the way. You know what? You're a genius. Show them all Who the beauty die? they possess inside. Give them a sense Scoo- of pride. Guido, you're um, being uh, you're big into vinyl your record collector uh, you could your... you could legitimately play the music yourself yeah you i own, know i, I could, mean yeah. you own your joint you could own... you could mandate you know leonard skinner uh, thursdays leonard wilco wilco wednesdays wilco wednesdays i don't know i don't know i think i, you, I, I feel 
I think you nicknamed See, you know, everybody it, it, songs. You, you know what's kind of funny about my crew, uh, my guys who work for me? The vast majority of them spend their days listening to sports talk radio. So I don't know if they would. Uh, I don't know if they would if, respond um, to the music. What if you referred to each employee by uh, a member of the Jackson Five, like Marlon? <laughs> hey, Marlon. Right. Tito. Tito. You address Tito, all texts and emails yeah. as a so member about you? of the Jackson Five. What about you, Johnson? Who, who I don't would be? Know. I mean, we Rick Ashley would be one of them, right? Yeah, oh, Rick of Ashley. course. Yeah. Of course. Um, Never uh-huh. yes. Maybe. Um, um, hmm, I, that's a tough one. That's I don't a tough know. One. Uh, I, don't know. I feel like I could at my place of work, though. I could leverage probably like, so instead of instead of horn honks, <laughs> I could let it rip with you know some uh, some jams over that yeah. same system and like, hit the whole site. Every yeah, time you right. hear um, I've Got Every the Power you... by Snap, maybe <laughs> find a, Find a safe place. Yeah. Everybody it's... to a stand in a doorway. Hurricane's coming. Or, or when, <laughs> um, you know, uh, PM Dawn comes on, you know it's time to hunker in place. <laughs> set, a, set a drift of memory bliss. That was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a good one. That's uh, deep. That's a deep cut. That's right, a deep cut, Scoot. Jeez. Uh, well, that's a good one, Scoot. Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't think Tupac will be in our company's future. I got a feeling uh, neither of you will be using Tupac I'm, as I'm inspiration in your Tupac's businesses. Tupac's probably not going to be in Foxhoven's work future. No. I mean, luckily for him, maybe he was at the age where retirement, uh, a nice forced wow. retirement that he 66 got. 66 for, I mean, I've, I would argue that maybe he was trying to get fired. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I, exactly. Maybe he went out with a bang. Who went knows? Out, <laughs> went out with a bang. Tupac got shot. I, I actually it. didn't. I actually didn't mean that <laughs> pun intended. But it, it, oh, that's terrible. All right. And on that note, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of uh, Tob Radio. We'll be back next week, so uh, stick around. NFL's starting to kick up. We're getting into hot. Uh, we're getting into the uh, playoffs, and the dog days are starting to wind down, and and the baseball's uh, starting to heat up. So we'll uh, we got a lot Chick-fil-A, to talk about. Chick Fil A signs are still up in Chick Fil A Field. Chick Fil A signs are still right. up at City Field. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about coming up. So uh, keep it right here on Top Radio. But before we go, Scoot, can you tell us a little bit about our sponsor, Tactical Legion Knives? Sure can. Tactical Legion Knives. It's a family-owned and operated company with a focus on heavy-duty knives. We love knives and have been in the knife industry for more than 15 years. When you buy a knife from us, you're buying a knife to last. We're a cut above the rest. Tactical Legion. All right. Thanks, Scoot. Thanks, guys. Great show this week. We'll see you again next week. Johnson, congratulations, by the way, for taking the lead on Bluff yes. the Fluff this week. I'm pumped. Yeah, rolling, know, in, rolling into next week in the lead. Ridiculous. In the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to go to Amazon.com and check out Tactical Legion Knives. They're the best knives cut above the rest. And uh, we'll be back next week. See you then on Tob Radio.